Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here, and welcome to my Show Me The Science podcast. Now, this one uh, is a request, and as I mentioned a few times now, if anybody wants to suggest things, always happy to have a look and see if I can find stuff out, especially if it's areas I'm, I'm especially expert in. is easier, of course. And this one, I am a bit of an expert in this. It's the science of itch. I bet you're wondering, what's the science of itch? How, how could you talk about itch? Well, itch is a very important thing. It's called pruritus, is the medical term for this. And we all get itchy for various reasons, I'm going to scratch you know it's it's a standard thing I guess but some conditions itch gets really severe really troublesome and a horrible thing and it can be very irritating obviously and it becomes chronic which means you've got persistent itchiness then that can be quite a disturbing thing to get the kinds of diseases where it's a problem would be things like psoriasis atopic dermatitis eczema and in children in particular they can scratch and scratch and scratch and damage their skin because of all the scratching so it's not just a case of oh you're bitten by an insect and you scratch and you get a bit of a hive although I will cover that as well it can become quite serious and as ever I only talk about things where there's news a couple of breakthroughs in the field of itch Uh, one very interesting one about cytokines and I mentioned these things cytokines before so I'll come on to that towards the end but as ever let's start with a few definitions itch is this response where suddenly you feel this sort of a tingling neurons are firing in the skin and that triggers you to want to scratch that area now it's probably evolved as a way to get rid of something nasty so for example if you did get an insect bite you want to scratch to get rid of that venom from your skin say or sometimes insects burrow into the skin nasty as it may seem um, and that means you want to scratch to get rid of them so it's probably a normal thing to get rid of something that might harm you through the scratch process and as I say the trouble is it can then become pathologic which means disease causing in in, in various contexts which I'll come back to and then strangely it can be very pleasurable as everybody would remember you can't be a good scratch now again can you because it gives you a sense of pleasure that's probably tied in to motivate you to do it by the way they think and so scratching then can can feel good Uh, another one that's interesting that I came across as well was when a scab forms over a wound that can be itchy now you don't want to be scratching that because obviously the scab is there to protect that part that's been damaged one reason though for that is if there's a scab you want to promote wound healing if you scratch a little bit that causes a little bit of localized inflammation which brings in the immune system to help further repair so it's possible that's a normal thing as well but don't overdo it on the scratching front is the key thing the other thing I came across was um, a thing called formication now that is when you feel like there's ants in your skin and that can be one of the nasty parts of this and there are situations where you do feel itchy in lots of different places and formication is one, one description for that again it's not fully understood why that is but still that, that is a feature of this now the other thing to say is this that I, I thought that was intriguing was the germ that's in your skin and it might be some bacteria or there might be some sort of um, some lice can cause this to happen as well. It might even be a virus. One reason you might scratch is the germ is making you scratch to spread the thing. Because obviously infections want to spread and the scratching process might release some of the bacteria or whatever to spread to someone else. Or you might scratch, pick up the infection and touch some surface. So rather strangely, it, it's what we call host pathogen interaction, this area, where you might think you're scratching to get rid of something. The thing in your skin might be making you scratch to allow it to spread and that could be an an interesting part and then as I say the more severe end the more dangerous end are things like atopic dermatitis chicken pox another infection of course that can be very itchy and very disturbing eczema and then allergies 
And one key feature of the allergic response in skin can be to trigger an itching response. And some people are allergic to things like poison ivy. That's a famous thing that will cause itching, for example. And there's toxins in the plant. And again, one reason again is to get rid of that toxin. And that's why you scratch. But the trouble is that scratching can make things much worse and become very serious. And then the last bit is hives urticaria. Now they can happen again in response to an allergen and then off you go and you scratch your way. Now I just realized I've just scratched myself. It's a funny business. You can be, you can, if you mention itching to people, they sometimes feel a bit itchy. Isn't that strange? And that must be something in your brain or something that's triggering this itch response. And, and this has been noticed by scientists that they, you can trigger it just by talking about it. Now why that would be, we've no idea at all. And then just to mention before I get to some of the details, things like diabetes, iron deficiency, thyroid problems, pregnancy can bring on itching in various parts of the body and the menopause. And all of these can promote unwanted itching, you might call it. And that's why we need to understand more about it. The danger for definite is if you scratch too much and you break the skin, then you risk, you know, infections getting in and it being really nasty. So you're going to be very, very careful. Um, and, um, you know, that aspect of it is one reason why there's so much research going on. The special neurons in the skin, they think, tied into itching, they're called proretoceptive neurons. And these are being studied a lot because it probably is the nerves in your skin that are getting irritated somehow and provoking a response that obviously nerves will cause pain and in fact there is a kind of a continuum from itchiness into pain so it's tied into neurons firing away provoke in this case a feeling of itchiness whereas other neurons would be causing pain and then that's where the research began to try and identify what's being made in the skin to make you want to scratch and guess what our old friend histamine is there and histamine is tied into allergy it's got various inflammatory properties that seems to get made to provoke the itching response and it seems to hit off neurons in the skin promoting this feeling even more and then a whole range of factors have been studied in the skin that's itchy as it were remember in, in, in my business what you try to do is to implicate something in a disease you got to detect this stuff in the place where the disease is you start with that and if it's elevated then you think oh if I could get it down that might treat the disease and that, that's a key principle of what we do all the time to be honest in this case NP1, 2 and 3 are there a thing called IL-31, which I will come back to because that's where the excitement is. A thing called bradykinin, prostaglandins, NGF, substance P. There's a, a rogues gallery, if you will. Now, all of these have been found to drive itch. Now, by the way, the next thing you do is, as a scientist, you might inject one into skin and see if it causes itching. And now you're in the right direction. So it's there in disease injected it causes itching the third thing you need to do is block it to see if it relieves itch and there's various ways to do this in preclinical animal models but all those things have been found to be involved in provoking an itchy feeling and then of course treatments are based on that to some extent antihistamines work to an extent and they can be used as people will know with things like um, eczema steroids they're a general anti-inflammatory compound anyway they can suppress the itchy feeling and then through history I guess ancient people were looking at various plant extracts menthol will cool everything down or at least drive a cooling sensation and that seems to decrease the need to itch benzocaine is used and a thing called calamine lotion which can be used for say poison ivy that was discovered empirically they didn't know why it was relieving itch it's 0.5% ferric oxide is in calamine lotion and that seems to work as well although it's not fully clear why that is
Now, let's get to the latest stuff. Literally, in the past six, nine months, this stuff has been published, and I think it really makes a big addition to our understanding of what's going on. And firstly, and probably most exciting, there's a bacteria that seems to link into itch in lots of different cases, and it's Staphylococcus aureus. Now, Staph aureus, well-known bacteria, occurs in many different infections, uh, but work by Isaac Chu, who I know, actually, I must send them this podcast Isaac discovered this in his lab uh, Staph aureus directly activates nerves in the skin and then generates the itchy sensation now you might think that's a bit obvious there's a bacteria being sensed and then you want to scratch but Isaac's work has really pinned that down and got the mechanism and Staph aureus has a thing called protease V8 and protease V8 is released by the bacteria and triggers a protein called PAR1 on nerve fibers in the skin. Now PAR1, P-A-R1, is then being triggered by this protease V8. So the scenario Isaac has found is Staph aureus, now remember, we all have Staph aureus in our skin, so it's a bit strange that that will progress into itchiness. Why that would be isn't fully clear, it could be genetic, it could be various reasons. But the staph releases protease V8, that acts directly on PAR1, on the nerve fibres, it clips it actually. Because proteases are things that cleave proteins and break down proteins. And the PAR1 gets clipped, and then that PAR1 clipping the nerve fires, and hey presto, you start scratching. So it's, it's, it's a lovely study because it's quite simple in a way. And even more importantly, PAR1 has been studied in different contexts anyway. It's involved in blood clotting, PAR1, and there are drugs to block it, to limit clotting. And guess what? The lab showed if you block PAR1 in models, now again, nothing, not in humans yet, I don't think, if you block PAR1, you can stop the itching. Now, isn't that amazing? So, so here we have already a possible new treatment to stop this pathologic itching that you're trying to stop. And it's a very interesting study because the science around that is so compelling. And that's our third criteria in a way. And remember, we're all about how good science is and how predictive science is. One, you find the bug in the skin. Two, it releases protease V8 to clip power one. Three, you block power one and you relieve the itching in models. And now that would provoke a clinical trial. Watch. And the natural thing to do now is the drugs there already stop power one try it now in itching now Isaac then discusses what's going on here again it's probably about spread the bacteria wants to spread between people so it makes the protease clips the power one makes you itch and then you spread the damn thing to other people and that's the function and then something I found very interesting was as well in Isaac's paper he discusses this TB is another bacteria that makes you cough <coughs> now when you have an infection you're coughing and spluttering and one reason for that might be to help you clear the thing but of course the germ wants to spread through coughing so the coughing reflex is often being driven to allow for example TB to spread or indeed COVID-19 another respiratory virus that causes coughing and in, in, in TB studies it's the vagal neurons that get triggered there by TB so here's a theme emerging. Bacteria, direct effect on neurons. The neurons change, send a signal. In the case of TB, it makes you cough. In the case of Staph aureus, it makes you scratch. And this area then has become sort of very exciting because of this new angle on how the bacteria affect neurons. And that was the latest paper. Now, the other papers that have come out, and lastly, IL-31. Now, I've spoken about these things called cytokines many a time, I think. These are the signaling molecules of the immune system. There's loads of them. They're made in an infection. They do all different kinds of things. Uh, my lab is obsessed with one cytokine called IL-1. Now, the word cytokine, that means just cell activator. Right? 
Now, we're talking aisle 31. Now, aisle 31 is made in an allergic response. It's made by things called TH2 cells. So it was in the realm of allergy anyway. And then they realise it's very important for itch. And in fact, there's loads of situations now where IL-31 is driving the itch response. And there's a receptor on neurons that hits off, colonoblum, IL-31 receptor. And all that pathway now has been worked out. So what's happening here is the immune system now goes into your skin, releases IL-31, that activates the neurons again to generate this itching sensation. And lo and behold, again, a drug to block it has been developed. It's called Lucky Venom. Uh, that blocks IL-31. And it's approved already to stop itching, but in dogs. Certain types of itching uh, scenarios happen very sort of uh, pathologically in dogs. And they're giving this drug to dogs first. Now, that's great for dogs, but of course it would mean we can now go into humans and use an IL-31 blocker to stop this pathologic itching, as I keep saying, like, for example, an atopic dermatitis or whatever it is. So you never know, there could be a real advance here to stop the itching that you don't want when itching goes out of control. And it might involve IL-31, it might involve PAR-1, and what the great thing is that these discoveries will actually hopefully give rise to new treatments in this situation. So there you have it, the science of itching. Great advances and great hope for new ways to stop the itching that you don't want. So, as ever, thanks for listening, and of course my podcast is a News Talk production and it's available for download every Thursday.